0: Sunshine peering through the fog was a phrase that I came up with one day whenever I was driving into work. Let me introduce myself. My name is John McGovern. I've owned my own lawn and landscape business. I still broadcast on the radio and a paramedic and recently diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety and depression. And I didn't see it coming. But sometimes the people afflicted with PTSD, are the last individuals to look in the mirror. I know I didn't. It was hard to admit I was broken. My emotions, every emotion, in one minute. I was a mess. I knew I needed help, but I thought, what would others think of me? Until the day I looked at my family and I could see in their eyes that I was not me anymore. So I reached out for help. It's another edition of Sunshine Peering Through the Fog. My name is John McGovern. Yeah, I've been broadcasting for about 30 years now, and as I'm in my studio, and as I'm looking at four walls, I feel confident. I feel less anxiety than if I'm outside, if I'm out in the public. You ever get that? Do you ever get that anxiety driven where your hands start to shake or your your voice starts to tremble? Do you ever get that that's 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 anxiety. And me stuttering, that's my anxiety. Now, I have a lot of people reach out to me at sunshinepeeringthroughthefog at gmail.com. We've had a lot of great chats with people from Australia, from India, from the UK, Ireland, Um, Denver, Colorado, Florida, as well as Texas, San Francisco, B.C., Alberta, Manitoba, Ontario, and Nova Scotia. And we're all kind of in the same boat. We're all kind of trying to figure out how to get help, Trying to get past the feeling of, if I say anything, people are going to know that I'm weak. But as I said to them, you know, I look at my situation and my light switch. That's what I call it. Uh, Metaphorically, my light switch was disabled. Didn't work anymore. And what I talk about, when I talk about my light switch, I compare it to Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a very, very funny, he was a genius behind laughter. And that's what I tried to accomplish with my light switch. When I knew that I was starting to get anxiety-driven or heightened anxiety, I had to turn my light switch on and I had to revert to to humor or to something to divert others of knowing that I was suffering. And that could be within the scope of our practice as paramedics. It could be the simple calls of somebody with legitimate 12-lead chest pain left side, nitro ASA protocol. You throw anxiety into that and then all of a sudden you're doing second guessing. You're thinking to yourself, well, if I, if I don't, if I, if I don't, and then you start struggling with yourself. So you have to turn the light switch on and, you know, be that bigger person. And I remember doing that a couple of times before I came off the truck's in the last part of 2019 looking to my partner what do you think you know even doing that even asking your partner is a sign of weakness because I've heard many people in the past I've worked with this person the other day and they asked me my opinion halfway through the call now you're there as partners and I think if we got rid of that stigma of where we uh, where we have to do everything on our own because we're sitting in the passenger seat, I think we'd do better. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Sunshine Peering Through the Fog at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts about that. But really, whenever we think about it, we're in the passenger seat. Hey, that's your baby. You're looking after that patient. I'm just getting the stretcher ready and blah, blah, blah. Everything you do is a driver. Well, I'll tell you, if you've ever worked with me, I've always said, even before my anxiety was heightened, we're a team. I don't know all the answers. And sometimes I may ask you for help. And hopefully you are able to assist me with that help. Because at the end of it, we all just want to make sure that our patient gets to the hospital. Reflect that. Reflect that comment or that phrase to yourself. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help either working or for your mental health. It really truly is okay to ask for help and ask for help for your mental health ingrain that in yourself now we if we go back in our memory bank and we go back to many people that have i hate saying this because there's a few people that i know that have done that have you know decided that they didn't want to be on the planet anymore and i can't say that other word i really can't and i'm i'm starting to get choked up about it Was it a matter of them thinking they were weak? Was it a matter of them in their, just in their mind space? Did they reach out to individuals to talk and maybe they didn't feel like they were listened to? Maybe they were so misguided that they, you know... They thought this was the best thing for them. I don't know, but I can count on one hand, and my hand is filled up on how many people decided to do something else with their life, and their life is no longer on this planet we call Earth I remember going to a course in work called Safe Talk, and it's kind of knowing the cues or listening to cues of whenever somebody's thinking about different things. One of them is not being on this planet anymore. And again, I apologize. I can't say that word. Uh, just, it's one of those words. Like I said, I apologize. If we can pick up those subtle clues for people that want to exit off the planet earlier, how come we can't pick up those clues on individuals that are suffering? Suffering in silence. Again, using the Robin Williams technique of the light switch. I'm a happy person. I'm telling uh, (laughs) dad jokes or puns or whatever. That's what I was doing because I knew at that particular time Whenever the anxiety started to go up, whenever my hands started to shake, whenever my voice started to get a little bit off and a little bit of, um, you know, anxiety, you know what I'm talking about, a little bit more short of breath whenever you're talking to someone. How come people can't take that cue? But some people are masters of it. Or is it... Maybe sometimes we get self-absorbed or we're kind of just focusing on ourselves, trying to pick up our own self to move forward to the next day. Wouldn't it be great if within the industry of the front line, nurses, doctors, um, fire, police, paramedics, anything to do with the front line? Wouldn't it be great to have a yearly assessment. Wouldn't it be great just to go in and be totally honest every year? And then that gives you the tools, okay, the tools to keep moving forward. But then if you know if the tools aren't working, you can reach back out to the individual that assessed you that year for some extra help. Now, believe me, I've said it before. I've I've reached out to our mental health care provider, um, and have talked to five different therapists about needing help, and it all goes back to the start of one situation where I know now is where my PTSD started, the nightmares, the dreams, the anxiety, the depression, the knowing that nobody has my back except for me and my family. But as Hammy Hamster says, that's another story. But could you imagine, though? Let's get back to that. Going in for an assessment. Yearly. Voluntary. But you have to go to one. One in three years. So in three years, you have to make it to one, or you can do it yearly. Could you imagine? Remember. Remember this, okay? Heart is muscle, right? Right? Remember that whole trauma thing as well, stop the clock? How about if we stop the clock when it comes to traumatic situations affecting our day-to-day and how we move forward? Wouldn't that be something? I truly think it would be one of those big breakthroughs where a service, yes, paying for an individual to meet with, you know, paramedics, like I said, the whole front line, fireplace, such like that. And then, you know what, you're, you're, you're having an assessment. But you assess people all the time, so why can't others assess you? And I think that might be the big stigma, is we have it all together, But we have it all together on the outside, but what about the inside? Hmm. Makes me think. Makes me think of the right things to move forward for our mental health. And I'm only one person. But I talk to many that is going through the same thing, like all of those great places that I talked about, where they come from, and whatever profession they're in, They listen to the podcast and they reach out. And it's amazing. It really truly is amazing whenever you listen to a person's story, how their story, doesn't matter if you have PTSD, complex PTSD, anxiety, depression, if you're on pills, if you're not on pills, if you're getting help for it, if you're not getting help for it, it's still black and white. It really truly is. There's no gray in it, you know like people talk about um john does it still affect you and i have to be honest i go i have a rolodex you know what a rolodex is right card thing contacts going back in the day you flipped it around just like your contacts on the phone but this rolodex is the dreams the nightmares the night terrors the triggers whatever it is that comes back to me during the daytime or at night. But I'm starting to understand that it was an emergency for someone and I was just there to help. But it still goes without saying that Rolodex of the night terrors or triggers or whatever you want to call them is like moving forward in your life every day, every chapter, and whatever happens in it. Now, I'm going to say one thing, and I think this really made me understand maybe how I was affected. So my occupational therapist said to me, John, you know, to help you, you have to help me to understand situations involved and, and and for like the first three months is all we did was we talked about triggers, how they affected me, what kind of triggers I have, and then to plot them out now, what we did was we took a map of Wellington County and gray and you know Dufferin, we took Peel, we took down into actually, down into Kitchener-Waterloo, because we all work in a big area. You never know where you're going to end up, like Toronto. I remember doing calls down there that weren't the best, and uh, just glad that I was working with great people at the time, early in my career. But let's get back to the map. Now, this can be done on your own. It's a real simple exercise. If you grab that map and have different categories, like a legend, right? So, traumatic VSA. Mine was Mennonite traumatic accidents. VSA for children, VSA for babies, birth, and then death. And it could be specific things like water incidences. It could be plane instances. Whatever it is, plot it out on that map and find out where your Rolodex of situations that happen affects you. Maybe it's not the Rolodex of night terrors, triggers like myself, but just plot them out. And if your mind keeps going back to those, I don't know, Highway 89 and Wellington 16, I can tell you that I went to six traumatic VSAs on that corner alone in 15 years. Six. Hmm. I always wondered to myself... The whole black cloud thing. Was I that black cloud? But let's get back to it. If you plot it out, you see it in front of you, and then you say to yourself, wow, these ones still kind of affect me, maybe it's time to look at it. Really look at it and go, if I'm thinking about it and I know where it is and I can remember exactly the details behind it, This is where you cut it off at the path. And the path meaning, simple. The path meaning right there, right now, let's talk to someone to move forward. Best person to talk to, trauma counselor. First thing, I I can always suggest, I never had that chance whenever I was talking to individuals for the first five times I had therapy therapy. The last time, early part of 2020, before the pandemic, I got to talk to a trauma counselor. And she gave me a book. And it's Understanding PTSD. And I can certainly share it with you. fog at gmail.com It gave me the realization that it's okay not to be okay. But whenever you're not okay, it's okay to get the help to be okay once again. And that is what I talk to with people that reach out to me. I learn from everyone that I talk to. I learned that it's okay for me to be mentally exhausted after two hours, after two and a half hours, after three hours. And that's where I am right now. But I'm building mental muscle to move forward, to have. Some kind of a, quotation, normal life moving forward in whatever position that I'm in, work-wise. But my biggest thing is, I want that, quotation, normal life to have an amazing time with my family because my family knew that I wasn't me for a long period of time. And sometimes whenever I do this podcast, I'm talking off the cuff because it's the life experience. It's like getting up in front of a crowd and them asking you questions and you answering them. And hopefully with my podcasts, my experiences, my journey, it helps you. But try the map. Just try it. If there's anything that really sticks out in your mind and have that legend, whatever that legend is, whatever pops into your brain, different colored pencil crayons or crayons, whatever you want to use. It was a big eye-opener for me because, like I said, anxiety and depression gives you brain fog. But sometimes that fog like sunshine peering through the fog, will come and give you those open moments, those aha moments of, wow. That's what's affecting me. This has been another edition of Sunshine Peering Through the Fog. Again, my name is John McGovern. Thanks for listening if you have a certain thing that uh, you want me to bring back to my my counselors my psychotherapists my psychologist my ot i'll do it i've already asked them and they said that they would certainly answer any question so even if you're a little unsure of getting help ask me a question it'll always stay confidential And I'll always respond back with their answer to it. Again, sunshine peering through the fog. You have yourself a great day till the next day that we have another edition of this podcast for you. My journey into the life of complex post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety and depression well.